you, Drew. How are you, brother? Brad, what's going on, man? Hey, nothing to it. Nothing to it at all. Excellent, man. It's good to hear from you. Uh, I haven't talked to you since I was on an alternative rock station, O Rock 105.9 in Orlando, which flipped and started playing adult hits. So uh, we're on a talk station now in Tampa. Great to reconnect. What has been happening with you in the last five years? Man, oh man, a lot. <laughs> a lot of touring and uh, a lot of touring, a lot of changes, man, uh, both professionally and personally and enjoying it. And I think, you know, it's been a it's been a busy five years. It, you know, we were talking about, and it's been four years since we put a record out, and we were talking about it the other day, and I was like, how has it been four years since we put a record out? I, what happened? What happened to those four years of my life? Right. I mean, when you guys were touring all the time, I imagine you never thought there would be a time when, uh, you know, when there would be four years because it seemed like the formula was tour, 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 put a new album out, tour, 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 put a new album out. Now you had four years of uh, of not putting a record out. Kind of had to be refreshing in a way, though, right? It was in a way, but we we still toured about half the time, and we put the greatest hits out a couple of years ago, and and uh, yeah, a couple of new songs on it and stuff, you know. But we toured off it for a while, and then we went on a year long acoustic tour, and it just time gets away from you, man. You get out on the road for a while, and it's like, dang, I haven't been home in, hey, it's been three months. (laughs) Wow. I can't imagine what that's like. The moment you walk in the door, like from being on tour, what's the first thing, other than obviously greeting everybody and reintroducing yourself, what's the first thing you do, Brad? Uh, When I come home from tour? Yeah. Or when I get out on tour? No, when you go home. When I come home on tour, I usually, uh, well, my dog's there waiting on me, and my wife's there waiting on me, and and normally I just find a a really comfortable spot and just sit down for a minute. It's always because it's surreal coming out. It's because you get out here and you're in like your little quote unquote, I guess, little rock star bubble or whatever you want to call it, you know. And you have people uh, go get you food and do this to you and tell you when you need to be somewhere and all this stuff. And you know, you go through the kind of the rhythm every day of of the same thing, and then you get home and you're like, oh wait, I'm. I'm a husband and a, and, and a person, and I have to mow the grass today. <laughs> <You know? laughs> kind of sucks in a way, but I guess it helps keep you uh, grounded as well, right? Absolutely, man. You know, we're very fortunate to have got to do this for the last 15 years and, and to get out here and, and live in a dream, you know, but it is always very, very nice to go home and, and kiss my wife and, and just be just be normal, you know. I don't know. Uh, I don't consider myself a rock star in any way, you know. I just got it was blessed enough to get to play in a band for a living and uh and to to go home and, and just be be a regular old dude is is what it's all about. No doubt about it. We're speaking with Brad Arnold, frontman for Three Doors Down. Uh how how long have you been married here for wife, first of all? And secondly, to what do you attribute keeping it afloat in a world where I'm sure temptation lurks around every backstage door? Well, uh, you know, I've, I've been married for five years again, but I've, we've known each other since we were, I mean, I've known her since she was three years old. We grew up in the same little hometown. and She actually moved away um, when we were kids and, and grew up in a different part of the state down in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I was married for a while before, and, uh, and uh, uh, my best friend is her first cousin. And he got married about the same time as I did and got divorced about the same time I did. And they're down in Mississippi, and, and Jen was actually bringing one of her friends down to go out on a date with Justin, <laughs> and uh, they didn't want to go together. So we went to, we went on a double date and just kind of hit it off. And it was like a, it was almost like she'd never left. And and, uh, and you know and and she's, she's real and she is a, she's the sweetest girl and she's a cowgirl. She races horses and that's what we do when we're at home is race horses. And uh, 
and you know nothing could no nothing or no one could ever replace her and and um you know i think after doing it for so long and being out here it's the temptation's not even there you know it's just you don't even it's like the last thing on our mind honestly when i get off stage i'm i'm not looking for looking for that i'm looking for my after show food where's my my pizza at man i would imagine the uh the perks of a rock star somewhat uh metamorphosize a little bit once you get into your 30s and 40s and you realize you're not looking to chase a piece of tail around you're just looking for a nice meal and a nice bed absolutely can i have my hamburger in a miller light please (laughs) we're speaking with brad arnold from three doors down they are playing with seether on the 22nd of july right here in beautiful uh clearwater st pete uh it will be of course at the uh, the beautiful venue uh the ruth eckard hall you've played there before right we have we have i think it's been a little while since we played there but um yeah man it's gonna be great I'm looking forward to getting back down to Florida, man. I can't wait. Yeah, it's a pitch-perfect room, and uh, you guys, uh, man, I'll tell you, I can't wait to see you guys there. I saw Eddie Vedder do a couple of uh, solo shows there. Who do, who would you pay money to go see now? Like, you've been in the game for a long time now. I'd imagine it'd have to be a pretty special performer to get you to plunk down money for a ticket, but if you had to, who would you pay money to go see in concert? Oh, man, I don't know. Thank <laughs> God I don't really have to buy concert tickets anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, you know, I, I don't... I don't really know, man. Um, I'd always, I'd always say to see Metallica or Megadeth, something like that, man. That's my kind of rock and roll. But I'm just, I'm just going, I'm going to get on my, on the lawnmower and ride and listen to hit songs. It's probably going to be some Megadeths and some old school like that, man. I'd still pay to see those guys any day. Absolutely. Would you ever want to work with a rapper? I know that there's a big uh, crossover genre right now, whether it's country or roost rock or whatever, with uh, with hip hop. Is are there any rappers in the game that you could see yourself doing a collaboration with? Um, you know, I'd be open to, I'd be open to do something like that if the situation was right, I guess. But, you know, I, but to also be quite honestly, honest with you, I, I don't think I could name a current rapper. I seriously <laughs> could, and that's probably about the only kind of music I don't listen to. <laughs> uh, I would probably be more inclined to do a collaboration with a, with a country artist than I, than I would a rapper. But, but, uh. I don't know. <laughs> I got you, man. Uh, I see here that you recently filmed an edition of Celebrity Motorhomes. How'd that go? Oh, it was cool, man. They came out to the house and shot the bus and stuff. And uh, and I just moved to a 53-acre like farm outside of Nashville. And so I had plenty of room out there. And we brought the bus and, and uh, brought, the tra- uh, brought my horse trailer out and all went out there and set it up. And, and uh, they've done a good shoot, man. I'm looking forward, to, looking forward to seeing that on TV. I don't know, really know when it airs yet, but... Maybe they make it look cool. Fifty-three acres, my <laughs> God! What do you do with all that land, dude? Well, um, like I said, my wife races horses, so it's got a uh, seventeen thousand square foot arena on it that she can ride inside. So whether she's raining or snowing or hot as the devil or anything, she can get in there and ride. And in the at the front, like twenty-five acres of it is like pasture and stuff for the horses, and then the back, like thirty acres or so, is uh, woods and pastures. It's not like really thicket woods, but it's just a ton of trails back there, man, and I just stay on my four-wheeler. Actually, you know, honestly, I stay on my lawnmower a lot because there's a lot of stinking grass to cut. <laughs> that sounds like it. Man, that sounds like a little piece of heaven. You might uh, you might want to consider doomsday prepping so in case the zombie apocalypse happens, you don't have to leave your property. Oh, dude, it's awesome. And then back in the back of it, it's like, you know, you're getting kind of in the Smoky Mountains and stuff through there in, in uh, middle Tennessee there. And so, like, the back 10 acres of it just turns into stone. It's not like rocky soil. It's like 
rock. And being from South Mississippi, I mean, our dirt's just like you guys down in Florida. I mean, you dig a hole a foot deep, it fills up with water. Right. But in Tennessee, it's not like that. It just turns into stone back there, man. There's little caves and all kind of stuff. I was like, man, I can stash all kind of stuff back here. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) You can uh, raise some cows and grow your own mushrooms, too, if you were so inclined. I, uh, you know what I've, I've seen, I have a big mulch pile that we dump all the horse shavings and stuff in back there. And I was looking at some the other day they were growing right there. And I was like, Hmm, I wonder if that's those kind of mushrooms. <laughs> well, that's a game you want to be very careful playing, Brad. You don't want to lose that one. Absolutely. Oh, dude, there ain't no danger of me. Uh, no, uh, that's a, my brain, my brain couldn't take that. <laughs> no, not as we get a little bit older, that's for sure. Uh, well, listen, check yeah. him out on the Twitter. He's at Brad3DD for Brad Three Doors Down. It is Three Doors Down coming with Seether. Now, who had the idea to hook up with those guys? Was it them? Was it you? Was it a mutual thing? I think it was a mutual thing, but I, I and uh, you know, but I think we asked those guys initially, and uh, and they were coming out with us again. And we we've done a lot of tours with Seether in the past, and done some good European tours with those guys, and. And uh, they're really good friends of ours and a great bunch of dudes, man. I'm really looking forward to being out with them and because uh, we always have fun with those guys. Excellent, man. I, I tell you, you're one of those guys who nobody has a bad word to say about, whether it's radio people or rock people. When your name comes up, everybody's got a smile on their face and talks about what a great dude you are. You ever had a negative run-in with anybody in the music industry? And would you care to mention whom? Um, not too much. Um. And I appreciate I appreciate everybody saying that about me. That makes me feel good. It's true. Um, but I guess uh, not too much, man. You know, most most guys out here on the road is just it's like a big family. You know, I probably have maybe maybe one band that that I like, maybe less than some some others. But uh, <laughs> but but we'll leave them out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I like your style. It is July twenty second, right here at Ruth Eckert Hall, seven thirty p.m. Three doors down, and see their great tickets still available. Brad, looking forward to seeing you when you get in town. Couldn't be happier for your success, man. You totally deserve it, and I wish you continued success, Thank my brother. You. Thank you so much, man. We look forward to seeing you guys. Can't wait, man. Look forward to it. Be good. Awesome. And now on one hundred two point five The Boat, it's Three Doors Down. Dude, he couldn't be a nicer guy. I'm really surprised there's actually a celebrity motorhome show, (laughs) and he took part. (laughs) Well, you know, Drew's research team can find all the hard-hitting facts for a good interview. Very true. I just set my DVR now. (laughs) The guy couldn't be a nicer guy. Yeah, I've met him before. He was nice. It was like a meet-and-greet situation, but it was really cool. All the fans were walking through. No one's going to call him a dick in the lobby. <laughs> no. I got to take a page out of Brad Arnold's look. But I, I, maybe just that hecky darn kind of disposition is the way to go. Be like Brad. Be like Brad. You should have asked him how to be a nicer guy. Damn it, I really should have. <laughs> maybe it helps selling millions of records. Yeah, that wouldn't hurt. That's a great song. A guy sent me a tweet that said, I bet Brad Arnold was real happy to hear you lump his band in with Nickelback. And I said, yeah, it sucks being lumped in with bands who have sold millions of records from the early 2000s. <laughs> hey, pretend you're Teddy, and I'll pretend I'm Brad Arnold walking to the building. Okay. Dink, 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 just a good old boy coming in the are you Are you Drew or Brad? I'm, oh, I'm Brad Arnold. Oh, you're Brad. Okay. And yeah. I'm Teddy? Yeah. Hey, Brad. 
Hey, what's going on, man? Who are hey, you? Dude, I'm Teddy. Teddy, what's up, my man? Great to meet you. Oh, great to meet you too. You a fan of the band? I love the band, dude. Thanks. What's your favorite song that we do? Dude, I, I don't even know. I just love them all. I just know them by numbers. That's cool. Because I got the CD in my truck. Oh, great. Would you like to go down to your van so that I can autograph it for you and then you can duct tape me and throw me in a body of water somewhere? You got the duct tape? Sure, man. How heavy are you? I'd say about a buck nine is soaking wet. Can you throw yourself in the van? Dude, I would do anything for you. You're a fan of mine. You're a hell of a guy. You're a hell of a guy, Teddy. Can you write a song about me? I sure will. It's called That Smelly Creep in the White Van. Go rape somebody. Oh, that's a hit. What's up, John? How are you? Welcome to Drew Garabo Live. Oh, uh, it's actually Johnny. Hi. Hey, uh, but... Hey, can I ask you a question, guys. young man? Yes, sir. How old are you? I'm 14, sir. Yeah. You like the show? <laughs> yes, I love the show. I love you. I love you, Drew. All right. I'm not mad at you or anything. I just wonder why we'd be speaking do, to a 14-year-old. Do kid. your friends like the show, too? Is it popular? Yes, they love the show, too. Do they love the whole station or just the show? They, they love the show. Just the show, and they also love the Mike Helta show. All right. Yeah, God, that's, that's crazy. 14. My son listens, yes, and he's sir. 12, I guess. How, how'd you find out about the show? Well, I was, I was just in there with my dad in his car, and we also saw um, advertisement, and then... I was just listening later on in the afternoon and stuff, and I've been listening to you guys for three years straight. Damn. And uh, thank you. The billboards you are like like the best ever. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Where do you go to school? Uh, I used to go to Charles S. Rushi, now I'm going to Sun Lake. What grade? I'm going to ninth grade, sir. All right. What do you want to be when you grow up? Well, to be honest, I, I kind of want to go into the military, and then also going as an officer. But first, I want to go into college and get through all that. Well, I either want to become a police officer. Are you calling on a cell phone or a landline? A uh, landline, sir. Yeah, God, uh, this, this, great. this kid is amazing. <laughs> That's all it took for you. A landline. I love that. You going to any camps this summer, young man? Uh, No, sir. Right. I wanted to go to church camp, but, you know. Mm, all right. You, you want to come to radio camp? Uh, yes, sir. Hell yeah. All right. I just invented it. Uh, 99.95 will give you the best day of your life. <laughs> Okay, I have like 20 bucks on me. You oh, got change? No, oh, yeah, we'll take it. No, we're, we're negotiable with our rates. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, are, are your parents at home during the day, or do you just sit around doing nothing and then call you call us? Um, Usually my parents, um, they're, they're usually home at the day, but uh, my dad works at night, and my mom, she uh, she does stuff. You got a girlfriend? Uh, maybe. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You on Snapchat? Uh, say that again, sir? Are you on Snapchat? Not at the moment. My phone got stolen like two months ago. Good. Oh, okay. Dad works at night. What does he do? Uh, it's stuff. I kind of don't want to tell. Okay. All right. All right. I like- it, it, it goes with the law. Okay. I respect that. Good. Well, you sound like an honorable, respectful is young it, man. You say it goes against the law? No, it goes with the law. Like oh, his dad, with the law. Oh, okay. Law enforcement. I like this guy. Me too. Uh, is, what, what did you call for, young man? Well, I'm um, punching an animal, sir. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what type of animal have you punched? A dog. Oh. Why'd you punch a dog, Johnny? Well, the thing was that he, I was playing with my dog, and what happened is he got too—he got a little bit too um, aggressive because once you play with the dog too hard, he just starts biting back, and, you know, they, they just start getting rougher and rougher, and he bit my thigh, and he went like, oh, so I had to fight him, so I punched him right in the nose, and he just looked at me innocent. Oh. Did he ever bite your thigh again? Oh, uh, yes, plenty of times. Okay. Listen. He's also bit my, my thighs. Oh, this is getting to weird territory uh, here. No, not for me. Uh, is your mom there right now, or is she uh, is she away? Uh, she's away at the moment, but they, they allow me to listen to the show. They know this. Um, my dad listens to it. My mom listens to it. My older brother listens to it. Right, Pretty much almost everybody in my family listens to it. Thank D- you. Does your dad ever say anything bad about Drew Garabo? No. Good. 
Is your mom hot? He did call you a uh, dumb dick once because he, he heard you say something. But it was it was like a year ago. All right. You were a dumb dick back then. I was. I've, I've since reformed. Yes, he's a bag of dicks. Sometimes. <laughs> I don't say that. I'll dump that one. <laughs> I'm with you. Because um, I was going to say, we have, we have some concert tickets, but it's nothing you'd want to go to. It's probably stuff oh. that your mom would want to attend. Well, what kind of concert tickets? I was listening to 102.5 The Bone earlier. That's us. Hmm. Uh, well, the fix. I'll, I'll love to come visit you guys at the station, but you know that'd be great. Bring your twenty bucks. The fix, uh, Incubus and the Deftones, Sublime with Rome and Billy Idol. I have no clue who the hell you're talking about, but okay. Uh, should we phone his mom? Yeah, can we call your mom? Uh, no, sir. Okay. See you later, John. Whoa, 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 what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, no, no. Are you going to cut him off because we can't phone his mom? Let's see what else we can do. What, what, what else we do you want to do? Well, I want to give him the right tickets. I, I'm trying to get a feel. It's either the Incubus and Deftones or Billy Idol. I'm sure his parents would love either or. I think he needs to get his permission slip signed. We need parental <laughs> consent. Well, what if I come over there and pay you guys $20? That eh, doesn't sound right to me. No, it's getting oh. weird. Oh, 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 oh. Will, you let, will you let your dog bite your thigh in front of us? Jeez. Yes. <laughs> Johnny, you're awesome, man. Thanks for calling. Call sometime. I live for LOD. Thank, thank you. Give the kid some tickets. I, he, he can't. He's give he give he us his win. parents' information, and then they can come pick him up. Do you know your well, parents' information? Uh, yes, I do. But um, mm-hmm. hold on, hold on, hold on. May I speak to Kayla if it's cool with you guys, and I can give you my my information. All right, but no, uh, you know what I mean when you're talking to Kayla. Run some game. Keep keep your hands. No, sir. I'm I'm pretty straightforward. I keep all my stuff straightforward. All right, just keep your hands away from your bathing suit zone while you're talking to Kayla. Uh, okay. 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 Thank you. Well, well, unless she wants it. <laughs> all right, Johnny. Hold on, yeah, Kayla. Do you want it? Hold on one second, <laughs> Kayla. Do you want it? Let's clarify. No, I'm good. Thank you. She does not want okay. it, Johnny. No, she, me- she she sounds very very full of dignity. Well, <laughs> no means no, Johnny. Hold on one second, okay? Okay. All right. That, that's a, like that's like Festival Tucker Jr. The kids, they love the show. Man, I'll take 10 teddies for every one, Johnny, that we get. What it do, my peeps? Are you still listening? I sure hope you are. Here's the Drew Garabo live hidden track of the day. That's pretty funny that Spice is talking to uh, Corey Taylor tonight from Slipknot. You know why that's funny? Because guess who's on our phone right now? Corey Taylor from uh, Slipknot and Stone Sour. What's up, Corey? How are you? For a split second, I thought I was way too early. And I was like, well, what am I doing on the phone now? If I'm- <laughs> We're going to make you hold for seven and a half hours. If you could just hold on for us and listen to the station on the phone, that'd be great so Spice can interview you. Well, you know, I mean, as long as I can eat and scratch my ass, it should be okay. Hey, I do it. Why shouldn't you? Uh, no, listen, the reason you're exactly. on, your reason you're, you're, you've got double exposure on the station today is because I talked to you before over when I was on 97X in the morning. And quite frankly, uh, while I admittedly am not a huge Slipknot guy, you're a bright guy and I enjoy speaking with you. And I have a great deal of respect for the way you speak and carry yourself, as well as your artistic uh, talent, which, again, might not be in my wheelhouse, but a lot of people love you as number eight and love your work with Stone Sour. Plus, you got a book out, so I thought we'd spend some time together. Let's talk about this literary effort of yours, A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Heaven. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's essentially uh, it's a, a book about the various experiences that I've had with uh, ghosts and the paranormal and me kind of trying to make sense of it from a a fairly unique standpoint uh, because a lot of the answers that are a 
available out there, I just I've just never been happy with. So it's me basically trying to come at it from a more scientific point of view and figure out if there's more a more realistic explanation. And that's good because I hate when, uh, as someone who obviously believes in extraterrestrial life out there, which I think you're a moron if you don't, uh, it really does not yeah. do much for the pro-UFO crowd whenever there's a sighting and they, they cart out some slack-jawed troglodyte from Birmingham, Alabama to go, yep, I was up making moonshine in my still, and next thing you know, there's pretty lights up in the sky. <laughs> when you get a bright guy like you talking about it, though, Corey, I think it lends a lot of credence to the fact that, no, let me ask you this, are there aliens among us right now walking on the planet with us? I mean, there could be. I mean, you never know. You know, I mean, and, and I, I happen to agree. You know, I mean, there's if you deny the existence of life beyond this planet, then you're 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 basically kind of locking yourself in a closet intellectually. Sure. You know? But, um, you know, I mean, there very well could be. I mean, you know, it could you know, the codes for it could be in our own DNA and people don't even know it, you know, so. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's common sense at this point. You know, technology has allowed us to discover the fact that there is, you know, there are water molecules on all these different planets. Whether we could exist there or not is not the point. It's about other forms of life right. being able to exist on these different planets. And I think that's what people forget. I think it is, too. And how embarrassing is it, Corey Taylor, uh, to think about if aliens are monitoring us right now and they're looking at what we're looking at and looking at our consumption as far as pop culture goes, how embarrassing is it for humanity for them to see the things that most Americans are watching and consuming right now? I mean, honestly, that's kind of a good reason why they wouldn't want to come and see us, to be honest. They look at us and they go, oh, Real Housewives is on again. Great. You know what? We're just going to we're gonna swing over to Jupiter for a little bit and uh, just wait for you guys to figure it out because you guys are ridiculous. Yeah, and we and we are, too. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm a guy who can appreciate the guilty pleasure of this world. I mean, Sharknado was on last night, and I watched it for the third time. Please tell me that you've seen this oh, piece dude, of— I- Come on. I still haven't seen it. I'm oh. freaking out. I need to see it. I, I even want to enter the contest. There's a contest right now where you can come up with the subtitle for the sequel that they're working on. Oh. And I've got so many ridiculous subtitles, dude. It's it's not even oh. funny. Oh, well, look. It's about it's about New York. I've already submitted Sharknado to take a bite out of the Big Apple. Uh, I've already I've already come up with the – go ahead. Tell me. Hit me, please. I've got, I've got Sharknado 2, Shark Harder. <laughs> That's you know? good. I love that. Hey, what about the? Uh, you know how pornos always do a parody of like uh, popular movies. What? What about? Yeah. Sharknanal chum in my mouth. You know what? That is, that's a great idea. Right. I, and I and I hate to admit it, but that there's something about that that works on so many different <laughs> levels. Thank you. Thank you very much. You're not the only uh, creative You're and artistic genius here. <laughs> We're talking to Corey. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> We're talking to Corey Taylor. His book uh, is it in stores now? Is it something we can get on Amazon.com? When can we get our hands on this wonderful literary effort of yours, Corey? It is absolutely in stores right now. Uh, came out July 16th. Uh, you can get it at all the different uh, bookstores, uh, mom and pop shops, Barnes and Noble, Amazon.com if you're a complete shut-in. Yeah, I mean, you can get it everywhere. It's called A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Heaven. We spoke with Alan Jorgensen last week, and I read his book. He had some nice things to say about you in that book, and what an interesting interview he is, to say the very least. Uh, You've had some personal dealings with the man, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've hung out with Al quite a few times, and he's a... he is definitely one of God's own prototypes. Let's put it that way. He is—he uh, is, uh, is absolutely—he can be the most generous, 
amazing, eloquent dudes to talk to, and then you turn around this in the same day, and he is a complete maniac. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, you know, he's one of those dudes that you kind of have to wait five minutes to see if you're happy to see him or not. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't like people like that very much. But from a radio interview perspective, uh, it was truly phenomenal. And being a fan of ministry, like anybody was growing up, who had a half a sense about good music, it was, uh, it was a pleasure to yeah. speak with him. But I will say, I enjoyed this conversation with you a lot more because I feel like there was a lot better interaction and maybe a few more synapses and neurons firing than there was with good old Uncle Al. Well, you know, I mean, one man's genius is another man's crazy man, you know, so there you go. <laughs> True words were never spoken. Corey, I appreciate your time. The book is A Funny Thing Happened on the Way to Heaven. Good luck with your work in the future, whether it's literary, musical, cinematic, or otherwise. Always great to catch up with you, and I look forward to doing it again, Corey. No worries, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here, buddy. I mean, I'll, I'll interview him every time he's available. Again, not a Slipknot fan at all. But I will talk to that guy every single time he's available.